Hey, good night. I I ran out of paper, so it's gonna be shiny today. But I think that'll be okay. We'll see how it goes. All right, guys. So nice to see you. Happy October late night. Um, raise your hand if you want to come on for coaching. Happy to help and drink tea with you. I got coached this week by a female surgeon, and it was so good just for me to like process and feel my feelings. And I was feeling very shitty about something that happened at work. And like the fact that she was a surgeon and a female and like totally got me was like this container of safety. And it just made me so thankful for what we've created here for everybody. So I just wanted to let people know that I too get coached by female surgeons and it's, I can get coached by other people. Like that's a thing. But like, it's so helpful to not have to explain yourself and the socialization and the expectations and like how other people treat you. It's absolutely like, you don't have to, you don't even skip through all of that, which is so awesome. And I'm just trying to find a pen. So God bless and hold on, but raise your hand if you want to come on. Otherwise just type questions into the chat box. If you've been like curious about something or want thoughts on something and don't exactly have anything to be coached on. Um, I got coached on, I'll just talk about me until people raise their hands. I got coached on what somebody said about me, which is probably very universal. It needs to be talked about. Um, and so like so many thoughts and feelings about like, me wanting to not have anybody ever talk bad about me, right? Like, which I think stems from my own perfectionist tendencies, certainly, but also like, you know, our reputation is important. And also like getting coached on, we can't control what other people think about us. We can only be the best us and work on the best us that we can be and still feel shitty 50% of the time. The, the whole concept of life is 50-50, which is not what we're taught in med school, right? We're not taught in surgery, like that bad shit happens and bad feelings happen and it's okay. Um, and that they have to happen. Otherwise we wouldn't know what the other 50% felt like. So what I learned today, so got coached last night on it, which was very, very useful because I was going into a dinner, like a professional dinner. And I really wanted to like clean that part up with me before I brought that situation into like the dinner with me so got coached before the dinner last night got a lot of clarity on it and then came in today and actually I talked to the person who had said so it was like somebody said something to a manager who then came and talked to me so I actually saw the person who allegedly said something and I went and chatted with her and like had a lovely conversation with her non-confrontational and like came to a place where it was so much better than how it was when it was like, she said, she said. And that just tells me like communication is freaking hard. But when you start like separating people in between people, it gets very hard because everybody's got their own CTFAR. Everybody's got their own circumstance, thought, feelings, reaction. And then it's like the game of telephone, right? So like by the time, like the manager interprets it and what they should do about it. And then it gets to you most certainly you've lost the original intent, right? And it's either amplified or downplayed or something like that. So 
that was what happened in this situation. I'm like, had I had this insight yesterday when the manager was like, this person said this about you to be like, well, let's, let's talk to that person. Let's hear what they have to say. Let's cut out the middleman if it's at all possible. But like, it was just a very good example of like how we all have our own interpretations. And when it's like goes down the line like that, and how often does that happen in healthcare, right? Especially when people like don't want to be confrontational or don't want to have difficult conversations. Certainly it happens, you know, when like the patient and the doctor have an interaction and then the patient goes to management or a lawyer or something like that. And it's like, had they could, had they could have had that conversation together, it probably wouldn't have, you know, gone the route that it did. Communication is hard. We don't tell people that enough. Communication is effing hard. Because our words are so limited and what, what one word means to somebody means something different to somebody else. And then it gets amplified or downplayed or brushed off or whatever when you get multiple people trying to interpret a situation because no, no situation is the same for anybody. So that was my very recent interaction with coaching. And luckily my manager, like my manager is she, I don't think she's coached at this point, but like she listens to a couple of like coaching podcasts and kind of speaks the lingo. So today she's like, how are you doing? And I'm like, I got coached last night. I'm doing some coaching tonight. And like, it's okay for me to say that as like, that's just part of my life and how I process stuff. So it's very cool to have somebody at work be like, oh yeah, I know, I know Kelly's working on herself. I know that that that's important. Personal growth is important to Kelly. So it's cool to be able to have that at work. So raise your hand if you have any coaching or if you want me to talk about any concepts, just type it in the chat box. But we'll see if see if anybody else comes on today. I'll drink my coffee. You guys are coming in with your names already changed. You're so awesome. <laughs> like well-trained and saving me my, my job. So... For the new people that just popped on, raise your hand if you want. Nobody's volunteered to be coached yet. I got a puppy <laughs> on Sunday and they live in the present moment. They're like little Buddhas, man. They don't, they don't remember that they just peed outside. You have to give them like a treat when they're peeing because they don't remember that they just peed outside. It's amazing. All right. Grace, guys. Hey, can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're good. So I agree. Communication is super tough and definitely made tougher when someone goes through another person to get that message to you. <laughs> totally. Like if, if only you could like remember that when the person's talking to you about what somebody else said is like, there's always multiple interpretations. Like just adds an acknowledgement to like, maybe it's, maybe they're right. Maybe they're not right. Maybe they meant it in a different way. Communication's hard. Yeah, for sure. I, so I have this theme that keeps coming up with me um, that I wanted to talk about and see if I could get kind of a different perspective on it. And so the general issue is that I have always prior prioritized work as like my number one. And I don't want to do that anymore. And 
I just really have a hard time breaking that cycle. Um, like, I don't know if it would be helpful to give like specific instances or yeah, like either instances or like your thoughts about the whole thing. Yeah. So it comes up pretty frequently um, at my current job. The original job was myself and another person in a partnership and the, and I'm in a hospital employed and the hospital fired the other partner. So I then became party of one. Um, and so I took a vacation. I took one of my, my six weeks of vacation and with my family and I got called every single day that I was on vacation about something with patient care, um, about something with the program. Um, they didn't know who was on the call schedule, etc. And I just, my thoughts about it were like, I'm just never going to be able to get a break <laughs> that it's going to be this all or nothing. Either I have to be a hundred percent at work or I just have to quit <laughs> medicine in general. Right. Right. Um, I get that. Like that black and white thinking comes on so strong when we're just like overwhelmed with the situation. Right. Last night I had it and my coach caught me on it. I (laughs) I think I'm just going to need to quit. So people don't talk bad about me. Right. (laughs) Right. The only way is complete avoidance. One thing. And I'm like, oh, black and white thinking, man, you just like get narrowed. But yeah, like that's where you are. You're like, it's either I'm all in or I got to like dump this plan. Right. And I just, I think I just feel so frustrated. Maybe that's the feeling is frustrated. Um, I get angry at times just that like one, I haven't really seen a good model for boundaries, mm-hmm. but two, I can't seem to keep my own boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be is like, somebody else calling you breaking, like talk about, talk about that with boundaries. How, how does boundaries come into somebody calling your, your cell phone number? Right. So I like clearly stated, like, I, like everybody knows I'm on vacation. Like before I left, I like talk with administration. This is who's on call. This is, you know, we've set up the call system. I let them know months in advance that I'm going on this trip and that I'm not available. Like I literally even had my phone off. So these are just me getting voicemails mm-hmm. about patient care. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. So what are you I, making, what are you making them calling you mean? Um, I think my, t- I think I get pressure with myself because it means that like nobody else can handle it. I'm the only one who can fix it. Um, if I'm not there, it falls apart. I definitely have a real bad fix it problem well yeah that's how we got here man (laughs) (laughs) like like, I just want to rescue everything and I just cannot do it it's like I mean it's such good insight to ourselves though to realize like whoa we got a ton of praise for that like no wonder why we are in it right now right because we're really good at fixing stuff but then at some point you're like I need, I need like to not be that all the time. Okay. So, so you're on vacation, your cell phone's off. You check, you at some point have to turn your cell phone back on and like, you and you see that there's some voicemails. 
then what happens? Then I got pretty mad. I got pretty angry and then go through my whole cycle of, yeah, I'm going to have to quit. This is never going to end. And then, um, calm down, calm down from that. And then told management like, Hey, like this is not okay. (laughs) Um, that I can't, I can't keep up at this kind of pace. Cause there's, there's more than that. You know, it's more than just the vacation. It's kind of the everyday They There's multiple things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. When, when they come to you, I really like this model with the, with the angry and the feeling line and we'll work that. But my question is when they come to you with something to fix, do you fix it all the time or what happens? Yes. And that's definitely part of the problem. Okay. Cause you're really good at fixing stuff. Right. And I mean, I think that's the thing is that the thought of not fixing it feels awful. Maybe even more awful than we wouldn't fixing. be here if we weren't yeah. good at fixing things. Right. If only to, like me keep saying like, you got this to this place, like very honest. This is not a bad trait, right? Like this was like, you're so good at it because you've been so successful at it for so long. And then we get mad at like being the one who knows how to put out the fire. Right. Um, okay. So if we, if the, if your sea line is the circumstances, there's a voicemail and we'll do that. And then we can go into like the bigger, the thing, but let's, let's do the model with the angry and the F line. What, so there's voicemail, which is a neutral circumstance. Some people would not check their voicemails. By the, by the way, <laughs> that's a very foreign concept, <laughs> right? Like, I, literally, I, I literally have a friend who is a surgeon whose voicemail says, if you leave a message, I might not check it. That's a thought, right? It's like, <laughs> but, and she's a very successful surgeon. She's had her job. She's been out of residency for 11 years. That's her voicemail. But like, just saying there's options. You don't, you don't even have to answer your voicemails, but, uh, but you do. So you answer your voicemail and then what's the thought that creates the feeling of anger? I really think it's the, I can't take a break. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, th- that's the theme because yeah, I haven't really taken a break. Mm-hmm. Do you take all your six weeks every year? I have, this is the first time I've ever had six weeks, um, but I can give a thousand instances where I have not taken all of my vacation. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's good to know, right? Like it's good yeah. to know of like, when we think other people are the reason that we can't take a break, like, cause there's voicemails. And then we realize I haven't taken a break. I haven't taken a break. And kind of like, it's always like what we're externalizing on other things, like comes back to us. You're like, they're the reason I can't take a break. No, I'm the reason that I can't take a break. Cause what, I mean, what would it take to tell everybody in the hospital and get them to actually not call you? Oh, a miracle. Right. Yeah, like, is it actually real? It's like putting like trying to, there's like a leaky dam or something. And you're like, they forget they're busy and, they, and it's Tuesday and you told them last week and they forgot. And 
they wouldn't mind because they're really friendly with you and you're really nice and you would not mind. Like all the reasons that people call you, right? Right. Um, okay, so we've got the feeling of angry. I mean, I think that's it's self-explanatory, but the feeling of like, I need to get away from this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the actions being like looking for ways out. How do you treat them when you call them back? Are you like, are you like, how did you get my number? Or just curious why you called me? You knew I was on vacation or are you pissed at them? Or are you super like nice to them? What do you like when you call them back? For the most part, I calm down. I calm down enough to call back and then try and approach it with curiosity. And then, yeah, I just kind of like, you know, like, I just want to make sure that the patient got taken care of. Okay. You guys have what you need. All right. Turning my phone back off. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and where, where's the sense of like, uh, and again, I'm just trying to like pick apart, you know, pick apart the story, but it's like, so you've told like the players that you're going on vacation. Right. Why, why are you checking your voicemail and calling these people back? I think I have a pretty big fear that something bad will happen if, yeah, like if they don't get what they're looking for. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a big fear of mine. Yeah, I think that's super common. Super common. So I mean, let's say some. Let's say something. Are you are you saying something bad will happen to you because you don't call back, or something bad will happen to like a patient, or is there like a specific mm-hmm. thought on that? Uh, both because, because, um, one time when I didn't call back immediately, cause I was on the plane, um, a patient threatened to sue one time when I didn't call back immediately. Um, I think it was like an hour or so later, a patient threatened to kill herself. Let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, it sometimes it just, it gets a pretty extreme response. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. And definitely having had those experiences, like no wonder why, like, it's almost like, you know, micro traumas, whether they're little T traumas or whatever, but like that happens to you. And of course your nervous system, whether it's like angry at yourself or something else is like ramped up because you have all those experiences back there. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely yeah, it definitely feels very triggering to feel like there's nobody else who can fix it and then something really bad could happen. Yeah. So let's go with let's go with the thought there's nobody else who can fix it. Is it true? There are currently no other surgeons in that in that field in my field mm-hmm. in the area. Um so that's somewhat disconcerting. <laughs> but is that yeah. is that your is your your job to fix as an employee? Yeah, I know. Um, no, I you mean, didn't fire the other dude. No, I did not. I definitely did not fire her. <laughs> the other lady, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Do that. Um, yeah, it's like. If, you know, realizing like 
the, at the end of the day, the, you were on vacation. You're gone. You told me you were gone. And is it true that there's nobody else? Um, it's not entire. It's not entirely true. Um, it was for that particular. Well, like for one of the nights, it was true, but it's not always true. Like in worst case scenario, they can they can transfer a patient or right or right. something or. If they have, if they truly have nobody because they have one surgeon and she's just gone, like that's on them. As a right, unless you're the right. boss of the organization. Nope, not the boss. Not the boss. But just like you know, un untangling all of these thoughts of like, there's nobody else, and be like, is it actually true that there's nobody else? And if it is actually true, is that on you? Yeah. And I think that's definitely some of the uh, points where I get stuck is this. <sighs> yeah. Like I, I'm not, I can't be everybody's everything. <laughs> you can't. And, and how does that, how does that feel? That thought I can't be everything to everybody. Oh, like a failure. Failure. Yeah. Cause I, I think to some people that would be liberating, but to some people that would be like, Oh, I get a lot of, I get a lot of good out of being a problem solver. And maybe that's why this is such a, such a struggle. Yeah. Just need to find a piece of myself that has like an alternate identity. That's not just a hundred percent fix it. Yeah. What, what could she be? What could her, what could, let's make her up because like it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to create it, but we can pretend and then use that as like the personal growth venture, venture. So like, what would she be? What would she be like? The, the, the surgeon you fake who like had that I can leave work at work when I go on vacation, what would she be thinking about this? Yeah, I think she would be better at kind of letting other people be responsible for things. And then Yeah, I don't I don't even know. I mean, it's it's such a foreign idea. And that's that's very sad. But it's it feels so foreign to think of like just a total disconnect from from work. And that I, that's totally it. I'd say normal and natural. Like if you look at like our residency training, you, you spent years at where the buck stopped with you, dropping everything to respond to everything. Like if only to give yourself a little bit of love of like, of course this is difficult to leave your job. You didn't do that in your training. You did not get trained to do that. But I think most of us get to a point where like, that will kill me though. Yeah, I'm definitely at that point that I I have recognized that 
what happened in residency was bad, um, was not healthy for myself, for others, for, you know, I would never put my daughter through that. I have a three-year-old, but I would never put her through some of the experiences that happened. And yeah, I mean, I just, I really struggled to find like, what does it even look like on the other side? What would she say if, if you, if you had a future self who had it all figured out, like loved her job when she was in it and then loved life when she was out of it, what would she say? I think she would say you can create your own path. Yeah. Like that you don't have to see it to just try and take a step towards it. Totally. Yeah. And they talk about those like ladder thoughts, right? Of like, I'm learning to not be the only savior. I like that one. And, and it's like, whatever it is, it's like you put I'm learning in front of it or I'm figuring out how to in front of it because it's just such a nice, like, it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to work right all the time in the future. You're just learning. Yeah. I like that one. Like I'm learning how to take a break. Yeah. And like maybe setting like a smaller limit on it. Like I'm learning how to take a break for an hour today. Yeah. Totally. Um, Dyke Drummond, Dyke Drummond was like one of the original, like physician coaches. He's kind of like well-known in the physician coaching thing. And he came and talked to us years before I got into coaching. And he talked about a thing about like, when you are in your car and you park at your house and you take like the key out of the ignition back when there, we had keys in the ignition and then you sit and you sit and you say, I'm leaving work. I'm going into my house. And in just a very conscious, like, split. And I thought that was, like, super weird. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but every, like, I, it stuck with me. And every once in a while, especially, like, if I come home ramped up or something like that, of, like, I'm not taking the surgeon into this house. Because it's almost like your brain won't make that transition until, unless you're, like, pretty obvious with it. Like, hey, brain. You're going to go, you're going to, mom's going into this house. Yeah. I, I, one of the funny things I do is I will like change clothes as soon as I get home. And I think that's like part of it. It's part of me trying to be like, I don't wear, like I, I could change into pajamas basically. I'm like, I can wear pajamas at home and I can, I'm not work person. And it's I, I, do this, I do the same thing. Like my work clothes are actually like uncomfortable to me at home. Yeah. And my daughter knows it's so weird because if I'm wearing work clothes, like she like knows that they're work clothes and she knows I'm going to work that day if I have them on. Yeah. And it's like you taking off the clothes metaphorically or not is like, it doesn't mean that the surgeon job's any less important or you care any less. It's just that you're learning that that's just part of your life. Yeah. There was this, this physician this week 
and she, I, I gave a talk on, on menopause and kind of like my niche on that. And she came up to me afterwards and she's like, I'm jealous of you. And I'm like, you know, all my coaching work, I'm like, jealousy just means, you know, blah, 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 about projecting what you wish you had. Right. I'm not saying this to her, but, um, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Why are you jealous of me? And she's like, cause you have a hobby. And then we talked about like what it actually takes to create something that isn't your job. Right. Like it's a very, I'm like this, it doesn't fall from the sky. You very intentionally have to create another part of your life because doctoring will take hundred percent of it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think just, you know, looking, just re, like reframing, not that you're doing it wrong. Like you're just, you're getting the awareness like, oh, I think this is how it is. And I actually think, I wonder if it could be different of like awareness is 70% of the journey, I think, but just realize like you came to this very honestly, you know, like it's going to, it's going to be hard to switch the way like the the piece of the pie that your job takes up in your in your mental world but if this was easy like all doctors would be totally fine with having boundaries and going and taking all their vacations and they're not <laughs> <laughs> i don't know any who are <laughs> well, my partners and us we all take all of our vacation that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, you need to take your, and the two, yeah, the two younger ones didn't last year. And we're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't want burned out partners. Like you have to take your vacation. So, I mean, I think it's, you know, part of it is the culture that's around you and like what, what you see, but I'm here to tell you, I know a surgeon who doesn't check her voicemails and I know surgeons that take all of their vacation <laughs> and there's, they're still well-paid successful people. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> well, it's a lovely thing. And then you could, and then you start taking all your vacation and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't, you know, like you become a person who takes her, their vacations very seriously. And it's, that can be very fun. Did that give you some, some starting, some starting. Yeah, tips? I think those are great. I mean, you can just yell at everybody who calls you. So you see where that gets you. But <laughs> that was more the residency version. <laughs> so. yeah, 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 totally. They should know better. I would like to control them. Yeah. Instead of like, eh, I might not call you back. I told everybody who was important that I was on vacation. I might not call you back. Or I might too. I might because it's important to me sometimes. But I, I'm, I'm able to do it because I want to. It's not coming from a place of like, guilt or you know trauma response and things like that yeah I think I think that's a good a good idea and then you're, you're just learning right it's all just learning it's it's all okay and you're gonna suck at it sometimes and that's okay yeah and sometimes you'll take a vacation and keep your phone off <laughs> that's awesome all right well best of luck Thanks. Follow up later. We'll see if anybody else wants to come on. All right. Anybody else want to come on tonight? Raise your hand if you do.
company. Hungry, I love your name. <laughs> I am hungry. My DoorDash is waiting downstairs. Oh, um, it. oh my gosh. But I said, okay, if no one else wants to do coaching, I'll What is, um, what is somebody takes your DoorDash? Um, you know, there's a front desk person. So I'm just going to hope that doesn't happen. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I'm like, you got to eat, um, eat before coaching. Oh my God. Well, I just got home from the OR. So I haven't eaten since like nine o'clock this morning. Oh my Lord. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very tasty. Yes. Yeah, so good tacos. Totally. What's going on? Um, so I was going to talk about one thing. Um, but then uh, when I got out of the OR this evening, I got um, an email, which literally wants to make me throw up. And I'm trying to tell myself, you know, just calm down. You've sent a response, like see what the response says, you know, before you freak out. Um, but, you know, I've talked on here um, a few times about my struggle between, you know, do I do general cases? Do I do general call? It's been four years now since residency. I don't have supportive partners. Um, or do I just kind of stay in my subspecialty? And after I had done a general call recently, I mean, general case recently, I said, that was fine, but I think I'm just going to stay in my subspecialty. And um, for proctoring purposes, I had sent in that case I had done because um, I wasn't sure if they weren't releasing me from my proctoring. I wasn't sure what was going on. And, um, you know, I just wanted to make sure it's nothing that would affect my boards later on. And then out of the blue, I get an email saying, you've been added to the general call schedule for November. And my immediate response was, I'm gonna throw up everywhere, but I haven't eaten anything. Um, because this, may, well, first of all, it's so out of the blue. Um, I hadn't heard anything about call for like six months. Um, hadn't heard anything after I turned in this proctoring form and I take subspecialty calls. So I thought, okay, we must be good. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of panicking that one, they've sprung this on me like two weeks before because it's starting in November. Mm -hmm. And two, well, two is, you know, how am I going to do these cases without, you know, um, any assistance? And the other group that takes call, all they do is they just farm out the cases to their partners because they're all subspecialized too. I can't do that because my partners like won't help me in that way. Um, and then three, um, I guess their schedule is just like rotating Q9. So it's not, oh, you give requests for like a weekend off and someone makes a schedule. Like you're just on every ninth day and it's your responsibility to switch. Um, and I'm kind of like, you know, I take so much call already. I work so much already. Um, this past weekend was my first day off in four weeks. Like how am I going to take this other set of call um, especially when it's fairly inflexible, like you're on Q9 and you have to switch on your own, but I don't really have partners to switch with. Um, especially since I'm trying to plan like this epic vacation around the holidays. Um, and so, you know, I just sent a response saying, Hey, I already take subspecialty call. Like shouldn't that satisfy it? But I'm very much freaking out in my head. Yeah. Do you what are like, what are like the bylaws or like, do you, do you have to take call? With I need to find that out. Um, yeah. because in general, the medical staff office has been not helpful. You know, they don't really communicate very well. They don't know what's going on. I actually reached out to the chief of, 
my service like back in March or April to find out because that's when I wanted to take call um, when I wasn't very busy um, in the OR and didn't realize what it was like to operate in all these hospitals all night. <laughs> um, but I, I'd never heard anything. So I'm going to, you know, find out from them if they push back and say, what do I really have to do here? The thing with my subspecialty calls is actually unofficial. It's a favor that um, a few of us do for the hospital. So the patients don't have to be transferred, but we don't get paid. There's no liability. There's no obligation. Um, but the general like the surgeons that are taking general call have had no problem if they have like, you know, a homeless patient from like the trauma center that comes in telling them to call me instead. So I'm like, well, you obviously think I'm valuable doing my subspecialty call. So why do I have to do this general call? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that that leads to like you creating, like, how do I want to show up in this? Yeah. Right. Cause, cause now you've been there enough to be like, I'm working guys I'm working. Mm-hmm. I don't have to just take this without at least a very significant discussion about, you know, what you're getting paid. If you're the specialty call and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's what I keep telling myself. Like, okay, you got this email at like 10 30 at night, you sent a response. No one's going to respond until tomorrow. They may come back and say, okay, that's fine. Um, But I don't know, today, the case I did, um, it was in my second subspecialty, pretty rare case um, to do. Um, And one of the scrub techs said to me, why do you torture yourself like this? You never back down for a challenge. You do all these hard cases. And after the case, I was like, you know, I really need to stop this. I think I just need to like do some more chill stuff for a while. And then when I got that email, I was like, this is not what I mean by doing right, right. stuff. This is, <laughs> come on universe. This is the opposite of what I just asked for. Yeah. 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 Well, um, I mean, and good for you because you're, you're, you're like figuring out what you want to do and what you don't want to do. And then the universe is like challenging you. And then it's your, like, you get to be like, hold on. I'm figuring out what I want to do. I'm going to stick to that. Because I think previous you, I don't want to assume, but previous you would have been like, fine, they need it. I feel bad. Right. And new you is like, hold on, I'm busy. I'm worth things. And like longevity requires me to prioritize stuff. Yeah. It's not that I don't want to do these things. It's just that with my current practice and the current hospital situation, like, I just don't think it's going to work out to do these things here. It could definitely work out somewhere else. And I don't mind being open to that then, but I just feel like here is maybe not the place to be doing all these things. Yeah. I, this is to me, I'm like, dude, do you hear how your the clarity that you have right now? Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to accept that, but I mean, liability issues and like reputation issues. I also don't want to do anything that would mess those two things up. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, this is just not the group for that. That's fine. I just got to, you know, bide my time and then go somewhere else where I belong. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I think like, you know, if you get a 10, you got to literally got to, let me be clear. You got an email at 1030 at night telling you you're going to start taking call in two weeks. They sent it at 630, but I was in the OR all day. So I didn't get anything until 1030. Right. Yeah. They said, you've been added to the call schedule. And I was like, oh, 
like I wanted this, <laughs> you know, what is this? You're doing me some favor. Right, right. You're welcome. You won a prize. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, of course it's unknown tonight because it's the end of the day and you're hungry and tired and stuff, but yeah. it's like, listen, they emailed you like after work hours, bringing this on you in two weeks, you get to be, you've done so much work to be really clear about what you want more than you ever have before. And it's like, this is just an opportunity to practice it. Yeah. Um, or if anything, you know, I don't want this vacation ruined that I've spent time planning and looking forward to over the holidays. So if they like force me to do it or it's in the bylaws of like, fine, I'll do it in January. Totally. Yeah. Like you've got, <laughs> you've got like negotiation options at least be like, yeah. Okay. Eventually fine. But we're not, we're not until it works for me. Yeah. And you know, the other thing is because I take call at other hospitals, you know, I need to know how this plays. I mean, it looks like from the schedule, you're just Q9. Um, I need to know how they do things. Um, so I can tell the other hospitals, Hey, you know, I'm on call these nights here. Don't put me on call over there. Cause I do have a little bit more flexibility at the other places I take call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then number, number one, self-preservation. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing I was going to talk about was kind of, you know, how bad the last month was <laughs> and this kind of trumped it. And I'm trying to, you know, think of things to prevent that from happening again. Um, you know, not having a day off for a week, whatever, four weeks. But now if this place makes me take call, I'm being called 19 days a month. And I'm like, I don't think so. You know, I don't need to be doing that. You don't need to be doing that. And, and yep. you're at the point where you, you, I mean, you've done enough work now that you're like, <laughs> I can just get to practice honing what I need and communicating it and negotiating it. Yeah, I'm pretty good at standing up for myself, but I think it can be very intimidating being the little, little fish in a very big pond when the little fish aren't in a school of fish, you know, I'm like by myself exposed to all the sharks. Um, because it's one group that um, takes all the call at the hospital. And I actually thought they were trying to block me from taking call. Um, and at one point I was like, that's fine. You can block me from taking call. Um, but they haven't been very helpful about things. So, you know, even if they make me take it, I just don't know how call switches and stuff are going to go. I just have a feeling they won't be the most amenable to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's so. like, you know, they'll, they'll e email you back tomorrow and it's like, you get to choose to either be responsive to them, meaning like do whatever they say, or like craft your ideal practice and see how this can help you get there. Yeah. I definitely think it's inappropriate to tell a doctor like, oh, you're on call in two weeks. Um, you know, like we don't have other things to do <laughs> or, you know, yeah. there wasn't like, like you hadn't planned your like, life hey, at all two weeks out from now. Yeah. Um, or that, you know, there wasn't even a discussion of, okay, we got your form, like just FYI, you have to start taking call now. Um, so I'm definitely going to push back and say, we can't just do this out of the blue. Like that's not appropriate. Yeah. Um, Look at you, you go. <laughs> I hope so. I hope it all works out. I'm trying very much to be in control of my emotions and not freak out and like go to sleep tonight and have a proper night's sleep after not having one for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, oh, just, it, you know, like brains are going to brain, but it's like, 
your job tonight is to sleep and take care of yourself because you can, this isn't going to be sorted out tonight. So why spend any more brain calories on it? You know, tomorrow I actually have the day off. So I didn't have any surgery scheduled and I have, you know, I just want to have like a day to get all my stuff done and exercise and whatever. Um, and I'm like, great, now I have to deal with this. And I was like, well, I don't have to spend the whole day dealing with this. You know, they're not spending the whole day dealing with this. So I'm yeah. going to try to not let it ruin my day. Totally. Like, and you can choose to not even deal with it tomorrow if you wanted to. Yeah, it's just one of those things where, because it's within two weeks, I feel like I should say something like yeah. take me off the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can do, you can do a little bit of self-advocacy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Before, um, but you know, I did have, um, a talk with the owner of my group, you know, after this whole month happened, um, this was actually the thing I was going to talk about, you know, we talked about manuals and stuff and just said, you know, what help I need and you know, how much I've been working and that it's like unsustainable. And, you know, I'm not actually expecting him to do anything because he mostly doesn't care. Um, but when I got this email, I was like, how are you going to do this now? I already have no help. Um, I cannot possibly doing any, be doing any more work than I already am. Yeah. Yeah. So. And all, it almost kind of comes to the point of like, when you're so busy saying no to the next thing also almost becomes easy. And you're like, oh, I, why couldn't I be good at that before it got all the way to this busyness? But I'm learning. Well, yeah, my busyness is mostly BS. It's because I like work in inefficient hospitals and have like a really inefficient clinic. Um, you know, I was doubly busy at my old job, but I just think with this job, this is kind of the max you can be because even the two partners are not super busy, but mm -hmm. they definitely at no point in time were taking 19 days of call a month. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's a lot. You gotta take, you gotta take yes. care of yourself. <laughs> I know. I mean, honestly, if they try to make me take call, I think I'll probably just drop, you know, the level of privileges so that I don't have to. Yeah, totally. And like, you're, you're figuring out, like, I actually have agency and choice and there's tons of options and it's not black and white. And you like to create the life that you want, you know, is like, it's like shuffling cards until you get, you're like, Okay. I'm happy. I'm happy with this combo. I'm happy with this hand right now. Yeah. Um, I think the thing, you know, which I've talked before, which is always hanging over me is like my boards and what'll happen with cases and what will people think like, um, uh, the board emails, all the surgeons in your area, um, you know, like a survey about you to see, you know, I guess if they've seen your patients or whatever, and this is like totally down the line, but I was like, what if the chief of the service gets really pissed off and they give him a survey and he says like something terrible, but, um, I also Probably don't think I can though. live my life like that. Cause that's unreasonable. Yeah, it, it is. And like, and you're, you're, but you're like, you're onto your brain now, right? Like you're like brain that might be a little dramatic. Probably not going to happen. Yeah. So, but brains, brains like to keep us safe. They yeah. tell, us, tell us stories. And then we're like, uh, I'm on to you now. You're just <laughs> tired and you're hungry and I'm not going to listen to you anymore tonight. I mean, honestly, I'm like, pretty okay, happy fine. That... Just feed me. <laughs> What's that? Just feed me. Yes. <laughs> and then your brain's like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll knock, I'll stop being a jerk. 
Thanks for calling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, I'm pretty um, surprised at how, even though I'm freaking out in my head, how outwardly calm I'm able to be considering like what a week it was emotionally when I started talking to the partners about how much help I need. And they're like, well, we don't really care. Um, so I was like, well, either I'm really tired and my brain doesn't care about this email that much, or there's like a little bit of progress. I totally, totally. Either way, it feels better than freaking out at, at midnight, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. either way you're like, oh, I'm calm. I'll figure, I'll figure out how, that, how I did that tomorrow. Yeah. I was like, I should just eat my tacos and watch the real housewives and go to sleep. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That sounds awesome. And totally yeah. enjoy it. No. All right. You're awesome. Don't let me keep you on right. those tacos. All right. Thanks. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. There's one more person on here. Raise your hand if you want to come on for some coaching. We got like nine minutes left. And if you don't, no pressure. We can say goodnight. I'm here for you if you want me though. There you go. Okay. I'm going to change your name. Rename. There you go. Smoking awesome. Vest. I love my new name. The air quality in my town yesterday, like, you know, the air quality index was 230. That sounds pretty bad. Seattle was the number one worst air quality in the world yesterday. That's awful. I know. Like, Pakistan was number two. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Yeah. It's way That's better today, though. Oh, sorry. My cat's meowing. Um, I made it home. So that was nice. Um, so I was just wondering, like, I realized I'm a new attending, right? And um, sometimes when I go to operate, even for cases that I totally know how to do, I'm just, I have this like sense of dread and I don't know how I can start approaching it. So I don't have this overwhelming sense of dread for even like really straightforward cases. Yeah. Um, what's, is there a thought that's, have you done them? Are you new to us? Have you done much of the model? I've done a couple, like two or three of them. Okay. Okay. So is there a thought that's coming up that's causing dread? I don't know if there's really a thought. It's like an emotion. Like for instance, I had a case today that took one and a half hours and went totally fine. It was a micro discectomy, but like last night I couldn't sleep about it. And I, I don't like, don't know why. I mean, I know how to do these surgeries. Yeah. Yeah. This glare is just making with a whiteboard. I know I have the the uh, motion part. <laughs> you're like, I'm aware of feelings other, but if you're, if you're new here, like you won't, my joke is like surgeons only have one feeling and it's tight. Yeah, That's exactly. So good on you. You've got at least three feelings. You're like ahead of the rest of us. <laughs> um, <Terrible> anxiety. <laughs> right. Um, so, I mean, sometimes going on like a level that's not cognitive, right. Cause I, the model's very like cognitive down. Right. Where right. I was like, there's always a thought that creates a feeling. And like, Jess and I do not always agree with that. We're like, right. no, sometimes the body is the one that's generating stuff. And whether that's yeah. like tension or like not released energy, right? Like yeah. tightness, right? But like, like your body's just kind of wound and you're not or haven't learned how to get the body to calm down. Okay. Um, and I'm thinking about that more with you on your second story of like, I did the case, it went fine and I'm still amped. Yeah. Is like learning to be like, what do I need to do to get that, to get the body not amped at the end of a workday? 
Right. I mean, like the patient, for instance, probably feels better than I do. Like he's home. His case went great. He's eating tacos and watching The Real Housewives. Yes. And I'm like stressing about his case that went great. Yeah. 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 And uh, I mean, there's lots of different. First of all, it's just awareness of it, of like, whoa, isn't this curious that like that went fine and I'm still I'm still on this level of energy and I don't I don't like it. It's not useful to me at this point. Right. Right. And then figuring out like what it is for you that gets that energy released from the body. Okay. And that, and that's a very like body up way of thinking about coaching instead of like our usual, like, what's your thought? Let's work on the thoughts, but like thoughts won't change that. If it's energy and tension, mm-hmm. body stuff will, will process it more than like, Oh, just think a different thought to be calm. I think it's body release. Does that make sense? Does that feel right? For yeah, you? no, it totally does. Cause it's like a gut feeling. Like last night I just kept waking up, like thinking about like lamina. And I'm like, why am I thinking about this? Like, I should be sleeping. My patient wants me to be sleeping. I want to be sleeping. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and a lot of it's just like the body has has energy that it took from the, you know, the stress of the day and it's not resolved. And yeah. it just, it makes your brain still go. And the, and the body's like a, an alert, right? Right. Um, and, and this is like, this is where I always hesitate to be like prescriptive because it's your it's your body and you're the one who gets to figure it out. But right. it's like, number one always is just awareness of like, oh, maybe there's something I could do that to get my body's energy released. For me, it's yoga. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll like, I'll fight, I'll fight it too. I'm like, I'm too tired to do yoga. And you're still amped up, right? right. Too amped yes. up, tired to do yoga. Like I'll, been, I'll do 20 minutes of a video and I'm in such a different body energy. It just releases like stretching. You know? Okay. Yeah. So like that, I mean, that's an example. Some people will lift weights. Some people will run that sometimes that's too high energy for the night. So some people will take a bath. Some people will journal, journal all that energy out. Um, whatever it is to like process that, to get to a calm state. Some people will be like, I can't do social media because it amps up my body too much. Oh, you know, that's a good point. Maybe that is contributing to it. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Like the, like scrolling and your brain being like, and then you're yeah. like, I want to sleep now. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. 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 But I, well, yeah, I would think like, if, especially with your second story, we'll get back to your first one, but your second story sounds more like undischarged energy. Right. Than, yeah, for sure. Rather than like a cognitive. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when I woke up, it wasn't having like like particular thoughts. Like I didn't, I wasn't envisioning the case going badly or anything. I was just waking up, like just stressed and freaked out. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the body's body energy, body nervous system. And, okay. And I would, I would play with it. Cause again, I, I always hesitate to be like, this is what you need to do. And then you're like, well, that didn't work. She sucks. It's more <laughs> like just being aware of it and, and learning. Right. Okay. Being like when I want to have a restful sleep and get the day away, yeah, I, I do X, Y, and G. I mine's mine's yoga. Jess will say Jess is a bubble bath and tea. Okay. Like Jess, Jess literally takes like a bath every night. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and to me, I'm like, I don't know if that would do it for me. But like, everybody's different in like what it needs to like come down from the day. Right. That's a good point. Okay. And, and we, you know, our training is like we we basically neglect the body. We operate yeah. on the body and neglect our own. And so like 
learning that we take care of it and we treat it in a certain way to get it somewhere is like foreign. Oh yeah. I've had patients, even like patients that have post-operative problems and they're like, you can go home now. I'm okay. I'm like, what? No, like you're the reason I'm here. But, and I don't mean in a bad way. I'm like, no, like I'm here to take care of you. And they're like, it's the weekend doc, go home. Yeah, bless them. I know. Right. Some of them are pretty good. Some of my patients are kind of strange and some of them are really sweet. <laughs> totally. Oh, I love it. So I would start with that for that one. Cause that one seems like not, not, not simpler, but like a really good tool of like, try not social media, try the yoga, try the bath, try the like whatever calms to be like, I get to leave the, I left the operating room. So my body needs to leave the operating room. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. that. And then the, the dread one, you know, just cause we're running out of time, but my thoughts are like, if it's not a thought that's, that's driving the dread, um, is it body energy, right? Like I'm just kind of amped up because going in the OR by myself is still new and it just, it's a feeling and like, maybe it's supposed to be there and it's keeping you safe in a way. Yeah, I think so. And part of it too is like, I, I didn't really have the best residency in my, you know, I just still like, even though I'm not around those people and I had a good fellowship, I just still feel like some of the things that they yelled at me, like, like I can still like hear them in my head and like feel them. And I wonder if yeah. I'm just still like stuck with that bad energy from yeah. residency, but like it is probably time to let go of that. That was a long time ago. Oh, totally. And, and I, again, I think, I think, my theory is we're all traumatized. Yeah. What, what we went through is not normal. And not that anybody like has, I, nobody's actually disagreed with me with my theory, but I'm like, we all have trauma. And part of the amazingness of like doing this work is to like admit it and to be like, what can I do to live my best life? Right. Like to move past that and be a good doctor and surgeon and like yeah. a good person. Too, like a happy person. Yeah, totally. And, and, you know, the, the two theories of like, number one, we never get over it. We just learn how to live our best lives with it. Cause I think right. some people are like, when can I get over this? Like, it's going to happen on Tuesday, you know? Yeah. Like maybe that's unrealistic. Maybe there's trauma in our body. That's always going to try to protect us. And like, we're a little hypervigilant as people, but we can learn right. how to control our nervous system and realize like, oh, I'm having the feeling of dread it's okay. I'm safe right now. Yeah. I'm safe. I'm going to take a deep breath. And it, okay. it, it, we don't make it mean like, Oh my God, it means something bad's going to happen. It's just like, no, no, no. That was my body's response to like five years of like trauma. Right. Okay. Yeah. I can definitely do that and reframe it that way and like get back into the cognitive space instead of that, you know, bad space where you have like that, that pit in your stomach. Totally. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, like the, the way the models taught is so cognitive down and sometimes yeah. like in your examples, I'm like, I think this is body. Definitely. It definitely is. Cause I could feel it. And I kept waiting. Like when I was waking up, I was like, why am I waking up? Like, I know this patient, this patient's happy to have surgery. The surgery is going to go great. And if there's a complication from surgery, I can handle it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah totally. definitely. All yeah. right, cool. Your, your body just has energy. We got, we got to, let it, let it, it, need, it needs to come out. It's, it's, it's telling you, I gotta come, I gotta get this out. Otherwise I'm going to drive yeah. your brain freaking nuts. Yeah. I think it's telling me to go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Get All to right. It out. All right, my friend. I'm so glad you're here. All right. Well, thank you for your help. I really appreciate it and have a great totally. night. Have a good night guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.